I can't believe it myself. Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Zayin in Maseches Yevamos. And we will be completing the topic, God willing, of Ase Doche Lotase. We started that before Shabbos, and now we're going to bring it home. You learn these few blot, Daf Dalet through Daf Zayin, and you learn it with all the Tosfos in, and hopefully you'll get a real full sense of the entire idea of Ase Doche Lotase. I'm going to tease it now. We're about to learn today, God willing, a Rebbe Akiva Eger that uh, is on the daf in the, and that, that gives you a reason why. Why is an Ase Doche Lotase? But first, what does Ase Doche Lotase mean? Ase Doche Lotase, okay, we'll translate, good. What does it have to do, with, and what does it have to do with Yibam? So possibly everything, right? Because after all, we know that there's a Parsha of Arias. You're not allowed to have any relations with uh, what we call the Arias. And, uh, and so that's how our Mishnah started. And yet we know that when your brother, when someone's brother passes away childless, you have to take on his wife for Yibam. Now what if he happened to have married your daughter? So now you can't marry your daughter, says our Mishnah. And brings on for, uh, the example of 15 women. So the, the, the Gemara says, you can't marry your daughter because the Pasuk says, Aleha. You can't take your daughter for Yibum. Says, so, so we say, wait a minute. But it's logic. Right. I mean, what's your daughter? Of course you can't marry. Why do you need the Pasuk of Aleha? Says the Gemara, maybe the reason why you would need the Pasuk of Aleha is because were it not for the Pasuk of Aleha, you would take your daughter for Yibum. Ah, uh, you say, that's crazy. Well, there is a concept called which teaches you that when you have this conflict, you have the Torah t- telling you, you don't do this. Like, don't marry an erva. Don't take your, don't, don't marry your daughter, right? Pasuk actually, right, tells you that. And, that. and the truth is, the Pasuk happens to be, that's the first example we learned. The reason why the daughter is first in the Mishnah is because that's a Russia and the Pasuk doesn't say it explicitly. But it, it doesn't allow you to say Arias. So we learn out of a drusha that the Torah tells us you can't marry a daughter. That is a losase. And then we learn from a parsha that you have to do yibum. That is an ase. So what are you to do, Goranowitz? That's a conundrum. The Torah is giving you mixed messages. Says So we learn, we have a concept. When you get mixed messages, it says don't do this, do that. When it tells you to do that, it's telling you that even when it's going to mean um, violating a negative Right, a prohibition of lotase, you have to do the positive commandment of the ase. That is a concept called ase doche lotase. So, so it gives the religion a lot of, uh, of variables. Well, we're going to talk. It's not so entrenched. You, gotta... you know, the fact of the matter is, it actually relates to your first question we didn't have on tape. You said, oh, there's people suffering, and yet we're doing simchas. Well, sometimes you have con- two things at the same time, and you have to learn how to prioritize, and you have to learn how to yeah, sort it out. It's not pushing. I know life is complicated, and so we and so the Torah does not shy away from that. It addresses that. So now, we were in the middle of discussion. We'll start uh, three lines up from the bottom of Avam Beis. We're in the middle of discussion of the pasuk Lo Tevaru Eish. Okay, Lo Tevaru Eish is similar because we already know why does the pasuk say Lo Tevaru Eish? We already learned. That you're not, that you're, the, about, you know, the malachas of Shabbos, you're not allowed to do malacha on Shabbos. Why do we have this extra pasuk of lo tevar eish? That pasuk obviously has had seas of ink spilled on it, but we know that Shabbos is an iser kares, and we're gonna see, right, 
our example where we pick up is the idea of capital punishment on Shabbos. Killing somebody that is Chayef Misa on Shabbos. So you have Los Ish, which teaches you you don't give somebody capital punishment on Shabbos. Why would you think that you do give somebody capital punishment on Shabbos? Because giving that to them is an assay, and it might be docha the lota assay of the violation of killing them on Shabbos, which is an Isser Kares. Because where we left off is, and I'm going to give it away now, just so that you, uh, just so that you have clarity when we get there. What we're going to eventually say, which is important, is that even though it's true that generally you have the principle of asei docha that the positive knocks out the negative, it is not going to be doche a lota asei sheyesh bo kares. So, for example, in our case of yibum, the idea of marrying your own daughter, right, is a, is a lota asei sheyesh bo kares. The arayas are at least a punishment of kares. And therefore, that is why we need the pasuk of aleha, right, in other words, so, so, so the reason why, that's not, in other words, the reason why we need the Pasuk of Aleah is not because of an Asayi Dochelot Asayi. It's going to have to be uh, for a different reason to teach you that you can't take an erva, because the Asayi would not be Dochelot Asayi, because the Asayi of doing Yibum would typically not be Dochelot Asayi, of taking your daughter, not even though I say is usually doche lotase, it's not doche a serious lotase. When you have a lotase sheish bokaris, like marrying your daughter or violating Shabbos, it's not usually doche. So let's see the example. That's a very good question. They do. They did. They and they did. But they did when. The actual history of Yibum we'll, we'll discuss, but right, it has to be like a culture. Uh, it has to be. Uh, it's usually. It's, it's, it, it, it makes less sense in our culture, in our Ashkenazi culture, at least. Okay, so let's get going. Uh, go on. Amar Shimi Barashi. Hi Tana. Okay, we're going to talk about the Havamina that we would execute on Shabbos. So we say we're going to say it's not going to come from Asay Dochelotase, but from a Kavachomer. As follows. Hi Tana. So again, we're picking up in the middle of a conversation, but we're saying. They didn't kill people. Well, how can we ask this? They didn't kill people in uh, two hundred thousand years. Remember that too. That too is a is a cultural. Uh, well, I shouldn't say it like that. The point is, you're right. I mean, but the, but this is not talking about practically. It's talking about the halacha right now. So he's Gavranot is asking, how do we do capital punishment for averos that are right? That are, let's say ben adam lemakom. The point is not for now, but. The idea would be, I say that the reason why is not the reason why we might have thought that we would do the capital punishment on Shabbos is not because the assay of killing a person who is Chayv Misa is Docha Losasay of Shabbos, but from a Kalvachomer. This is what the Kalvachomer would be. It would be, that we would say this idea of is maybe that would be true with other malachas, right? But not Misa's Bezdin. The, but Misa's Bezdin, maybe we can be Docha Shabbos from Makal Vachomer. As we arrive at Zion and Alpha as follows, and we say, After all, Shenemar, I'll just read this now. Shenemar, Mi'im Mizbechi Tikachenu Lamus. Mi'im Mizbechi Tikachenu Lamus is a Pasuk in Shmos that we learn to teach the following thing. 
Let's look at the words. We learn it to say that when a Kohen is performing the Avoda, let's say you had a guy, a, a fugitive, right? A fugitive from the law. He was high of Misa. Let's say he was accused of killing somebody. So he's high of Misa, okay? And then they take him to Bezdin and he is, and he's deemed guilty, and he is sentenced to death, okay? And then he runs away. And so he thinks he's going to run not to the embassy, but to the base of Mikdash and start doing a voda and like kind of fit in, you know? And so nobody's going to see him. He's in the middle of a voda. Guess what? We found him and he's in the middle of the voda. So you say, oh, he's sitting there by Mizbeach. He just started performing an avoda. We can't just take him now. Let's wait him. Let, let, you know, let's ambush him when he comes out of the base of Mikdash. No. Pasuk says, yeah, the Pasuk says, right away, by the way, once you get the psak din of Chayev Misa, you know, we're not going to let you uh, rot on the vine and wait for, for, for years in death row, right? We have to carry it right away. That's part of the reason of why we say that you'd even do it on Shabbos. In other words, in other words why don't you just wait till the week, at the end of the weekend to do it? So, so that's, you know, right? You would think that that's something that you wouldn't have to do right away. You could postpone. So let's assume that there's an idea of doing it right away. It's so much so that even if he's in the middle of Avodah, even while he's doing the Avodah, you have to take him in order to execute him. So, so again, what the Gemara is saying is, typically we say Avodah is Chamur of Adoche Shabbos, right? We've already learned this idea that you do Karbanos on Shabbos. We bring Karbanos on Shabbos. We learned in Masechus Shabbos, in Masechus Pesachim. So that makes it sound like Avodah is greater in value than Shabbos, okay? And then Ritzich Adoche Osah. And here they're saying that the Misas Bezdin is something that you what? We're going to interrupt the Avoda to do. So if you look at it in a very linear fashion, it sounds like a regular A is greater than B, which is greater than C, right? Ritzicha is greater than Avoda, and Avoda is greater than Shabbos. Must be that Ritzicha is greater than Shabbos, right? Must be, therefore, that you can even do this capital punishment. If you could do it during the middle of the Avoda and take him away, and you do Avoda in the middle of Shabbos, so certainly you can kill him in, uh, you could, Kill him in the middle of Shabbos. So again, ma avodah shechav. Can I ask you fast? I was in Israel. Why they? I mean, my mother, you know, she passed away on Friday. Why they bury them on Saturday? Uh, it comes up here. You are so ridiculous. With you read ahead and you pretend that you don't. <laughs> okay. So he says Shabbos and Yisrael from the avodah. Eno din shetehevitzicha docha osa. So we say okay. So we say if right if. Ritzicha is doche avoda, so then Shabbos shenitches mipnei avoda. Then Shabbos, which is overridden by avoda, right? Because we make do karbanos on Shabbos. Eno din shetei ritzicha doche elosa. So we're saying maybe the kavachomer doesn't work because after all, right? Uh, it should be that ritzicha should be able. Well, that is the kavachomer, right? Now the kavachomer instead of a say doche elosa, say we're employing a kavachomer. To teach us that what? That we could do capital punishment on Shabbos, which is why you need the Pasuk of the Savaru age to teach you that you don't do it on Shabbos. Okay? So then earlier, uh, the, the Brisa, right, like six lines up from the wide on, on Vav and Beis said, Umay o Eno. There was a deliberation about this, whether there would be a Kavachomer or not. So then, this is, the Gemara is now asking, well, according to the Tzadah, there is no Kavachomer. Umay o Eno, the Kamar Hachikamer, Kvuras Meis Mitzvah Right? Not everyone holds of the Chavachomer. The other Shita, the other Tana in the Bryce is going to say, that's like Vurus Meitz Mitzvah. How so? Shadocha es Havoda. Because after all, uh, as Geranos was starting to point out, 
not when you have one of the Krovin, but when you have a Mace Mitzvah, the, that is Doche the Avoda. Meaning, if a Kohen is about to do the Avoda and he sees a Mace Mitzvah on the road, he has to go and do the burial. But it's not Doche Shabbos, right? You don't bury, we do not bury the dead on Shabbos. Right? If somebody is nifter on right before Shabbos, we wait till after. So we see, right, it's not for now. We just, we learned Moed Katan and the whole sugis of Yotav Shainhei. It's not for now. But be that as it may, we see here that Shabbos is greater than Avodah, right? <laughs> so that, that is the other side of the Kalvachomer. We say that Avodah is greater than Shabbos because after all, we bring Korbanos on Shabbos. But after all, when you look at Mace Mitzvah, then that is something that you would defer the Avodah for, but not Shabbos. And so in that sense, Avodah, Shabbos is greater than Avodah. And so the Kalvachomer doesn't really work. I mean, as Birnbaum points out, the Kalvachomer never really worked that great in the first place because uh, part of the reason why we're kicking the, the coin out in the middle of his Avodah might be because he's a, he's a murderer. He doesn't deserve to be there. It's not just because Right, it's uh, Ritzicha is greater than Shabbos, but anyway, than than Avoda. But be that as it may, how do Amar Kvuras Meitz Mitzvah Tidchet Shabbos? The next argument was uh, the following: that Kvuras Mitzvah should be Doche Shabbos Mikal V'Chomer. Right? Maybe we should have said that Kvuras Meitz Mitzvah is Doche Shabbos from the Kal V'Chomer. Ma Avoda Shi Doche Shabbos Kvuras Meitz Mitzvah Doche Osa. Right? We said that Avoda is Doche Shabbos. As we say, because we bring korbanos on Shabbos, and we know that Kvuras Meitz Mitzvah is Docha, because after all, we do not bury the mitzvah. Uh, we do not bury the Meitz Mitzvah on Shabbos. Umila Achoso, uh, we learn that Umila Achoso. That pasuk of Achoso teaches you that um, so that specific case is a Nazir, right? If he has to bury, if he if he has to bury somebody, um, he's not going to. We're not going to let him bury Achoso. Right, we're not going to let him bury his Zion Krovim uh, if he's about to do the avoda. But rather, right, we're going to say that if it's a mates mitzvah, then we're going to say that he can't even bring the carbon pesach. In other words, what's the case that we've learned um, this idea of milachoso? So that the idea is that even on his way to bring the carbon pesach, when he if uh, uh, if he sees a Mace mitzvah, he has to go bury the mace mitzvah. So that is the context with which we learn that it's doche avoda, that a mace mitzvah is doche avoda. But we know that it's not doche Shabbos, right? And yet, Shabbos shenitchem pnei avoda, eno din mace mitzvah doche osa. And so we would have said, right, if there was a real kavachomer, maybe we would have said that you do bury the mace mitzvah on Shabbos. Let me ask you, if you're walking in the woods and you see someone die, what, are you going to just walk away from the body? No, but, the, but, but, but again, you don't walk away? obviously, Mace Mitzvah is one of the biggest mitzvahs. So, You're not supposed to walk away, but the point is, <laughs> the point is, we, we do have, like we've been discussing, right? We're talking about conflicting priorities. If it's Shabbos, then you, then, then, I don't know, you just tell everybody and you go back after Shabbos, I guess. Talmud Loma, Los Anyway, the point is, the idea is that Los teaches you. If you, let's say you're So that's a that's a good question. Maybe that would have been maybe the maybe uh, you'd need a big time chacham to to eat uh, from a gadol. What would you do in a case like that? It's a right. good question. The body there. I, I remember last night you leave a body. It's the biggest bushah there is. You know. I remember the. Um, I remember. I remember Machlis. Uh, they tell stories about him. How he would find. I don't know. How these people end up are machlis a lot, but he would find like a mace mitzvah in the dumpster, make a whole of high. That's a whole thing. Okay, so now anyway, so the point is that that 
the question is that over here we have no proof yet that an asay dochelos asay by an iser kares. That's where we are. So twelve lines down on Zion Amalaf, and we say like this: In other words, we ask again: What made the Tana think that asay dochelos asay, but not with kares? Right. In other words, this idea, the paradigm of the asay dochelos asay of kares was supposed to be right with this with this Shabbos. And capital punishment idea is that an asay dochelosa say hava amina or is it a kavachomer hava amina? That's all that's going on here. So we we played around with the kavachomer. So if you hold that there is a kavachomer, then it's not coming from asay dochelosa say. If you hold that there is no kavachomer, then the hava amina was born out of an asay dochelosa say, despite the fact that yeshbo kares. And therefore, maybe we could apply it to yibum. That's what we're saying. So we say hachikamar. We say this is what the Tana meant to say. Right? So again, if you don't hold of the Kalvachomer, then you're going to think that is a kiyum. Right? In other words, you're supposed to put somebody who's violating Shabbos to death. Right? That is true. Right? But, but, that may be. In other words, again, what we're setting up is the Asei Dochelos Asei. There's a mitzvah, right? If somebody's Mechal Shabbos, you have to kill, that's a Misa's Bezdin. Oh. So that should be Doche Shabbos, maybe. The Asei Asei Dochelos Asei. So how the armor, then the Tana said, Eimar Dabin, the Asei Asei Dochelos Asei, Los Asei Greda. Los Asei, Sheesh Bokaris, Mishamus Lady Dochi. So that's what we're saying. That it's the same conundrum, wait a second, it's the same conundrum that we're saying by the Yibum. That maybe, you would say that even though there is a concept in general of asay dochelot asay, maybe it would not apply to a case of elos asay sheish bokaris, such as violating Shabbos in order to perform capital punishment. And then, hada amar los asay, atu asay, I'm sorry, hada amar atu asay, doches los asay, lav lot asay chamer minay, right? In other words, and then the Tanah said, well, wait a minute. You might think that, that, that an asay is dochelos asay, Right? And maybe the prohibition should, right? Maybe the, the Isser should be more severe than the Asay. Because the Asay Vedachile, my Chumra Zuta, my Li Chumra Rabba. So I promised you, Goran I was going to teach you something fascinating about the whole concept of Asay Dochalos Asay. And so I'm going to cash in on that promise now. Because if you look, just, right, if you look right over here on the Gilion Hashas, Rabbi Kiva Eger, it says, Lav What's the counter argument, Barry? It's like this. In other words, it has to do with the reason why would a losa say, right, why be overridden by an assay? We're getting mixed messages. We say, don't do this, and yet do do this. We're saying in the Gemara now here, there's a consideration in the Tana that maybe an assay should be even doche losa say, and it shouldn't matter what kind of losa say. So says the Gilion Ashas, Ain Ramban Parshas Yisro, Pasuk Zachar Yisro Mashabas. What does the Ramban there say? So, uh, so Birnbaum, uh, I think, said it in the name of Ari Libra, it's a great Afyomi master. Ase is Ahava. Los Ase is Yira. That's apparently wow. what the Gilion Ashas is saying. That is the Goranowitz Musar moment in Yavamos, which is to say, Ahava is always supposed to be greater than Yira. Yes, Andrew is supposed to fear Hashem. Of course. All day you're supposed to fear God, but it's not suppo- But your actions, uh, and you're supposed to love God. 
when faced with either doing something out of love of God or doing something out of fear of God, your love, which is a, a, a as manifested by your doing the positive commandment, right. should override your fear, which is uh, manifested by the negative commandment. I actually learned, Rav Hirsch points out, as we just learned, Parshas Vayikra this past Shabbos, that the, you know there's a Hashem, which is like, Ava and Chesed, and then there's Elohim, which is Din, right? The word Elohim never appears with the Karbonos. Says Rev Hirsch, the Karbonos is supposed to be Korva, from the Loshan, Karbon is Korva, come close to Hashem. The Karbonos is supposed to be brought from Ahava, supposed to be learned from a positive feeling of Korva from Hashem, never from Elohim. So here we see, if that's the case, then conceptually, that should apply whether the Lotase is a Lotase Sheeshbo Kares or not. Whether it's severe or not, it should be mali chumra rabba, mali zutra, right? Zuta. Whether it's a small or a big thing, it's supposed to be that the ava always overrides it. That's underlying. That's your Vega saying. That's what underlying this hava amina. But be that as it may, So the hava amina perhaps would be again with respect to capital punishment. The hava amina might be that it has to do with asay dochalota say, and that was the again the hava amina. It was the initial understanding of the barisa. However. However, we understand all this in the Havamina, but really, uh, at the end of the day, Lamaskana, at the end, we absolutely say, all we explained just now was the Havamina by Los of our Aish. But where we are left, and we, make no mistake, is that that is just an, a initial thought. Ultimately, Lamaskana, at the end, we hold that Asay is not Doche, a Losa Asay Sheesh Bokaris. So in fact, when the Pasuk says, Lo Tevaru, Lemaskana, it's answering, perhaps the Kalvachomer, it's answering a different thing. What about us, Bayibum? Bayibum, we still need to find a source for why the Pasuk has to say Aleha. Because after all, it seems, it, right? Because after all, the Asay of doing Yibum should not be Doche, the Los Asay of marrying your daughter, of marrying your daughter, so to speak. And therefore, marrying your daughter should be obvious that you do not do that and that you would not do Yibam on your own daughter, as is the first case in our Mishnah, and therefore, why do we need the Pasuk of Alea? So as we arrive, uh, 12 lines down, or wherever we, in the middle of Zion Amad Aleph, we, we say, Ela Itzrich, so we leave Asei Dochelos say, and now we're going to give other suggestions as to why we need the Pasuk of Aleha. How else would we have thought that the woman, that the daughter, that um, why else would we have thought that you do perform Yibam on your daughter? Yes. Uh, the Pasuk of Aleah teaches you that you can't perform Yibum on the Arias. So the question is, why do we need that Pasuk? Who would think to, to, to perform Yibum on Arias? So he said, well, maybe you would think that in the case of Arias, you still perform Yibum because it's an Asei Dochalos Asei. And the answer is, no, we would not have thought that because it's Asei Dochalos Asei Sheesh Bokares and that does, and that positive commandment does not is not Doche, Therefore, we're now still searching Goranowitz for the reason why we thought that you do perform Yibum on an erva. What's the Pasuk? Oh, Yavama Yavo Aleha. Okay? But here we go. What, what does it mean? Just explain me. It, it means that in the, in the Pasuk is, is in the context of Achos Isha. <clears throat> I should say. The Pasuk had, we, we had learned this already in the beginning. Of the Masechta, that, that you don't perform Yibum on your wife's sister. Oh, and then we learn from there that you don't perform Yibum on any ervas. Lo when it's when it's your wife's sister. And then we said that that we extended to all the other arias, okay? 
Says the, so the question is, why do you need a pasuk for that, Goranowitz? Of course you're not going to do Yibam when your wife says so she's an erva. Says the Gemara, So here we go. Okay, for this you need, right, Rabbi Yishmael. We say every morning, the 13 hermeneutical uh, principles of Rabbi Yishmael, how do we do the, the limudim? So this is a davar shayabachlal. Watch this. You would have thought like this. Tahavi eshes ach. Every case of yibum is a case where what? Uh, by definition, you're marrying your deceased brother, chas v'shalom's wife. Well, I don't have a brother, so I could talk about it. Deceased brother's wife. Okay? Now, he, the, your, deceased brother, your deceased brother's wife is an erva, mind you. You know that, right? I'd like to marry your brother's wife. So, that's a davar That was included in the general category of Arayas. And yet, Yibum taught you that you are, in fact, allowed to do Yibum. So, you might have thought, This might be familiar to you from Rishmael. And here's what we say. Perhaps you say it as follows. We know that there's a concept of, a, of you're not allowed to marry Arayas. And yet, in the case of Eishas Ach, by Yibum, the Torah tells you that you have the mitzvah of Yibum. Well, since it's a prat, it is a detail, meaning it is a mitz- we say that in one isolated incident of Arias, which is, in our case, Eishas Ach, we allow it for the sake of Yibum. Well, maybe it's Lalamed al-Hakal Kuloyatza. Maybe that is supposed to be reflected in how you view all of the Arias with respect to Yibum, just like an Eishas Ach is permitted for Yibum, by definition, because that is, in fact, what Yibum is, so too all the Arias should be permitted for Yibum. Perhaps you say that, Right? How, why would we say this idea of that's what, that's what the Gemara is going to teach you a uh, precedent for that in a different context. The Tanya, we learned it in Brisa. Right, and we're going to see, right, again, what that means when we say it every morning is that when you have a general rule and then you have a detail, that detail should apply to all of the general rules. Ketzad, let's look at the example. It says, this is talking about a person who's Tameh, and he's eating flesh from the Shlamim, okay? While he's Tameh. That he's not allowed to do. That is, right, eating Tumah B'Kachim. It's an Isser Kares. So it says, So wait a minute. Why are we saying Shlamim? There's all kinds of, there's all kinds of things that you do. There's, there's Chatas, there's Bedekabait. There's all kinds of things that are Kodesh, right? It's not just Shlamim. So, and all of those things you're not supposed to eat in a state of Tumah. So why is it single out Shlomim? Says the Gemara. Why is it singling out Shlomim? Just like Shlomim are Kodshim Mizbeach, which means that anything that's supposed to go and go on the Mizbeach, if you eat it in a state of Tumah, you should be Chayv Kares. Av kol So too, anything that is a Kodesh Mizbeach should be Aser to eat Betuma. Right, not just shlamim, but chatas and asham and the like. However, yatsu kachei bedekabayit. Right, thank God we just learned parts of Yikra, so we're familiar with all these kabanos. Yatsu kachei bedekabayis, but not an animal. Let's say that you were mikdash in order to just donate it, uh, so that they can sell the animal and then like buy cleaning supplies with it. Right, as Rashi says over here, it says yatsu kachei bedekabayis yimachlan betumasuguf potter. Right, for kachei bedekabayis, you're not going to be chayev. So that is, as Rashi says, before that, In other words, we know already that all of them are supposed to be, right, um, so why did we bring Shlomim 
uh, back in order to teach you, in that case, that's only shlamim and the like. Kachim is beach. So you say, hachanami. Hi, eshesach bechal kol arayas haisa, v'lami yatzta. In other words, eshesach is one of the arayas, right? And yet, yibum, by definition, is performed on eshesach. So why do we spe- uh, specify eshesach with regards to yibum? Just like an eshesach is allowed so to speak, for the purposes of Yibum, in other words, we suspend this idea of Arias in order to perform the positive commandment of Yibum, Afkal Arias Nami Sharyan. We're going to allow all the Arias for Yibum. That is the Havamina. So you could poke a thousand holes in this Havamina. Because after all, right, it, it's, it's so incredibly different. Um, but well, let's see, we'll let the Gemara do that. Says the Gemara, me dummy? Is the case of Yibum really like the case of Shlamim? What? Doing your, your family, you're keeping the family going by marrying some wife, woman. I mean, it's really not a riot, is it? Tell me the truth. Uh, your, your brother's wife. Is that real or Yeah, she's one of the Arias. Yeah. It she is. is. She's considered one of the Arias. I know your brother's wife sounds not as bad. Right, right. 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 But, it, but it is one of the Arias. Uh, you're right that there's levels. It's not for now. We've discussed it already. Um, that there's levels. Some of them are weirder than others. Ironically, however, if you look at the Torah, the, the, your daughter is not as explicit. As your as your brother's wife, so I'm so your daughter, you know you can't. right exactly. So that's you, a, you intuit, obviously. You, you can marry your aunt. Uh, not so sure about that. Okay, no, so I'm me dummy. So so watch this. Me watch this. Me dummy. You're allowed to marry your niece. Okay, but that's a different thing. Okay, so me dummy. Hasum klal be iser prat be iser. Hacha klal be iser prat beheter. Says the Gemara. Really? First of all. Another simple way of saying this is that Yibum is obviously an exception, right? Uh, in other words, like this. We're saying that when you have an, ex- an exception, so I thought of this analogy yesterday. Maybe, maybe it'll help you, maybe it won't. Hasam kalbi isr ufrat is like this. In the case of eating the shlamim uh, when you're tame, you have like this. It's like saying you can't go into, you can't talk in the middle, you can't talk when you go to Shari Zion, right? You can't eat karbonus betumah. And then we say, meaning when there's davening in the sanctuary, you can't talk in the middle of the sanctuary. So obviously, when you said, both of them are b'isa, right? So here too, we said you can't eat the kachim betumah, and we said you can't eat the shlamim, which is anything that goes on the mizbech. So it's like we've defined the iser, right? We had a broad iser, and then we had a narrower prat, right? Uh, a narrower iser to kind of define what we mean when we say the Isser. We don't mean that you can't talk in the hallway or in the social hall of Shari Zion. We just mean you can't talk in the sanctuary. Oh. But Acha, Klab Isser, Efrat Beheter. Here, it's a different thing. We said that you can't, I don't know, you can't talk during davening, let's say. And then we said, yeah, but you could open up a sitter and talk to Hashem during davening. In other words, when you have all these arias, and we're saying that they're usr here in the case of Yibum. And then we say, oh, and by the way, in one case it's mutter. So obviously that only highlights that one case is mutter and that all the rest of them are usr. It's not to define that all the other, we're not going to drag all the others with us to, into this heter. These are two, this is just one of the ways in which the analogy uh, falls apart between the Karban Asham and the Yibum. Because in Yibum, clearly, we've already singled out all the Arias for Isser. And now we're, sing, we're in other words, we've made a general call of all the Arias for Isser. And now we're single out one, obvious one for Yibum, because that's the case of Yibum. The case of Ignatius. Right? Ah! And therefore, that certainly shouldn't reflect on the other Arias. Okay. 
Says the Gemara, Hello, dummy, yellow dove, shay, bichlal, yatsalidon, bidavar. So now the Gemara is saying a second suggestion. That rather, what's the analogy? Dover shaya bichlal, yatsalidon, bidavar, hachadash. A new rule. What's a new rule? Once you have, right, something that was included in general and singled out to be a new case, a totally new case, we'll see what that means, then you can't bring it back until you do it explicitly. Let's see what that case is. The Tanya. Uh, what do we mean by chadash? Like this. So you had a general category and you brought out some, some new chiddish from it. And that, we're just repeating that. You can't bring it back and say it's all general until the, the Pasuk says it explicitly. Kate said, what's the principle like this? It says, This is talking about a Metzorah. A Metzorah has a very serious purification process, as we know, right? The, the, uh, the Metzorah has to do what? He has to... Wait, right, the seven days, and then on the eighth day, he'll do a tvila, and then after he does the tvila, he waits for sundown, and then he has to bring a carbon, and then he's pure. Uh, and then, and then you sprinkle, right, you have the purification process of sprinkling on him. We're gonna see how this works. So basically though, however, where does he, where does he have to slaughter the chatas and the ola? In b'mokom kadosh, in a holy place. Now, because we say like this, the asham is like the chatas for the kohen. In other words, the chatas and the asham are similar for the kohen. So why does the pasuk say with regards to the mitzorah, right? And what does it mean? In other, to teach you the following thing. The asham that the Mitzorah brings at the end of his purification process, it has to be treated, right, like the new case. What's a new case? Says the Gemara, Because we have something that we've never seen before when it comes to what purifying the Mitzorah. What is that? Whereas usually when we bring Karbanos, we sprinkle the blood on the Mizbeach, here we're doing something very unique. We are doing something chadash. We are actually sprinkling the blood of the carbon on the what? The right thumb and the big toe of the Mitzorah. We never sprinkle blood on toes, right? Usually we sprinkle it on the Mizbech. So, so what are we doing here? So we say, In other words, here's how we take the detail. That's the Chiddush. The Chiddush is that you sprinkle on his toes and on his right thumb. So you might have thought that since this this carbon ashram that the Mitzorah brings is so unique because you sprinkle it somewhere where you never usually do on his toes, that therefore you're not requiring the application of the blood on the Mizbech. As we turn to Zion and Bez, Talmud Lomar, Ki Kachatas HaAsham Hu. We learn, right, that the ashram has to be like the Chatas, meaning, Ma Chatas Teuna Maton Domim Virmurim Lagabe Mizbech. Just like in a regular chatas, right? Get it back to the most normal case. Thank God we learned Vayikra, Barry. Uh, we learned it this past Shabbos. So we'd be lost. But we didn't, but just like in a normal case, like we learned in, in Vayikra, where you have the korban chatas and you what? And you burn the sacrifices on the Mizbeach, and then you do the blood, and you sprinkle on the Mizbeach. Af asham, ton, matandam, more like a Mizbeach. So too the asham that the Mitzorah brings, 
just because you sprinkle some of the blood on his toe and on his thumb doesn't mean you don't also sprinkle it on the Mizbech. So what do you see with this? By, by explaining that the mitzora, the Ashram of the Mitzorah, right, is like, is like the Chattas of the coin, what it means is, right, that if we didn't repeat the Pasuk, we would have thought that it might be different. But the Pasuk is teaching you that it is, in fact, right, not different. In other words, with the Havamina was, that once you have that something that's really mechudish, something that's really unique, such as sprinkling blood on the, on the thumb and the, and, and the toe of the Mitzorah, you would have thought that that really takes it out of the category altogether. Well, that is uh, similar in Yibum. Where we're doing, where we're telling you that you're supposed to do Yibum, right, and an, uh, on an Eishas Ach, that is truly unique. It takes you out of the world of Arias. So, so, so that's the question. Do we think that that takes us out of the world of Arias completely and therefore you could do Yibum on all the Arias or do we not? Right? So says the Gemara, if we are not, so now we're bringing it back to the case of Yibum. If the Pasuk did not write, had not, re, in the case of Mitzoros Asham, we think, we, we thought, right, that that applies it to all the Ashamos. So we would have said, Lamai de Nafak Nafak. Well, it was singled out for what it was singled out for. Lamai de Lo Nafak Lo Nafak. In other words, right, we only thought that only the Mitzoros Asham requires uh, the sprinkling. But the other Ashamos, are generally not going to have this this sprinkling, right? And so, because again, we would have thought that there is no uh, correlation between the um, ashram of the Mitzora and the other karbanos because it's so singularly unique. Hachanami havamina eshes ach de ishtera sharayis lo ishterai. Similarly here, right? Why do we need aleha? So again, we're going back. Why do we need the aleha to teach you that? This is, this is what I would have said, believe it or not. If it, Balabatish, so to speak, right? I would have said the same thing. That we have no Hava Amina that, that, to do Yibam on Arayas. Cause after all, the case of Ashes Ach is so singularly unique. Yibam is so obviously different that there's no Hava Amina that just because you allow Ashes Ach, right? Then you're gonna allow, what? Achos Ishto? You're gonna allow Bito? You know, none of these other arayas make sense. It's weird enough that you're doing yibum on Eish Clearly, that's a singularly unique case. Why would you think that it would apply to any of the other arayas? It's a davar mechudish indeed. And therefore, once you have this singularly unique thing, why would you need think that it would apply to the, any of the other arayas? Which is to say, why do you need the pasuk of Aleha, as we described, to teach you that we're answering the uh, Achos Ishto and the other Arias in tow. So now, seven lines down in Zion of Bays, we say, second, Ella. This is unique, Yibo, because they didn't have children, right? If they had children, you get it? There'd be no problem. That's true, but even without children, it's weird to marry an Erva, Garanowitz. You, you're just doing your brother a favor. You're keeping his name going. You uh, well, it? you see, you have, you have very, you have, you have very um, inherent Torah sensibilities. Uh, Halavai, we should have these star sensibilities for everything. But for us, it seems weird, okay? Because it makes Thanksgiving very awkward. Okay, Ella, seven lines down. Chamina, so rather what? Why would we think that the Aleo is necessary? That we would learn it from an analogy from Yabim. In other words, just Eishasach. So again, uh, we say it's true that it's singularly unique, but it, but as Garanot is saying, is Eishas Ach so different than Achos Isha? 
Maybe it's the same. So Gemara says, what do you mean? Maybe it's the same. Me dummy? Are those two similar at all? Hasam chadi surah. Ah, by definition, every one of the other arayas that you're going to do yibuman is two isurim. How do you like me now? What do I mean? Well, by definition, every single one of them is eshasach. And so here, and so any other arayas that you're going to potentially take in for Yibum is by definition an Eshesach, and also on top of it, whatever extra Erev she is. So that's two against one. That's Trey Yisuri, says the Gemara. So the Gemara answers, Ma'u detei ishtari ishtari. Yeah. You might have thought that's true. It's true that it's two Yisurim, but maybe once we allow it, it's Hutra. Hutra as opposed to Dechuya, right? Like once you allow the uh, Yibum by an Eshesach, so then all the other relationships fall away. That's what you might have thought. That even though it's two or, um, uh, overlapping arias, once you allow the yibum, you might have thought you're allowing it even to an erva. How so? Well, we have precedent for that in a totally different context. Back to the Mitzvah. Here we go. And we not tamer damin hol Where do we see a precedent for this idea of once something is allowed, it's allowed even in a weirder case? The Tanya Mitzvah shechash minishlober Pesach. Okay. This is called the Metzorah's conundrum. Watch this. The Shemini of his purification. The last day of purification, this, uh, this Shlomazel, Ra Keri Bobayom. It was, er- not only, er- all the weird stuff happens on Erev Pesach, of course, right? So it's Erev Pesach, the, the airport's closing down, you need to go to your Pesach program, and you're stuck. This guy is a Metzorah, and so he was about to be pure and participate in the Korban Pesach, because after all, you cannot have the Korban Pesach Betumah. Oh, but it fell out okay because it was going to be his eighth day. He was going to cut it close, but he was going to make it. Sure enough, Ra Kerry Boba Yom. That very day, he sees Kerry, and now he's Tame again, and he's messed up. Betavol. But sure enough, that day, he did do the typical purification, Tvila in the mikvah that you do in order to get the purification. Even though usually we don't let a Tvul Yom, right, uh, go. And enter Nichnas to where? Enter the Harabayas. This one can, in fact, enter the Harabayas because we say, We say, as we say, that it's better that he should do what? The Aseishish Bokaris, which is the Korban Pesach, and it should be Doche, the Asei Bokaris of what? Of, of a Tvul Yom not entering the Harabayas. We have three minutes, and so we are seven lines up from the bottom of Zion and Bez, so I'll spend the next three minutes explaining what am I talking about. So like this. So it goes like this. Entering the Harabais, what's the issue? So we know that the Azar, that there's a Machane Shechina, Machane Leviya, Machane Yisrael. Three Machanes encampments in the Midbar. And the Mitzorah was taken out of all of them. The, right, what we have today, Bismanazeh, to replicate that, Yerushalayim is the Machane Yisrael, the Har Habayis is the Machane Levia, and the Azara is the Machane Shechina. Okay, so Mitzara has to be out of Yerushalayim. Okay, then he comes in, this is, the, uh, and on the seventh day he has to bo- go in the mikvah. And then he has to bring a Chathas and an Ola Asham, and then he's going to be freed from his, right? And then we, as we say, we sprinkle on his ear, thumb, and big toe. Okay. Now on the eighth day, before he brings those Karbanas, he's, at that point, he, he's Tovel, but he's considered Mechusar Kippurim. But, in, but when you're Mechus Kippurim, you're already allowed to go up to the Harabais. You just can't go into the Azara, okay? So you can't have the Kachim until you've purified. So therein lies 
right, the Metzorah's conundrum. Because the Metzorah's conundrum says, you have to stand there, and it says what? The coin purifies him, has to be before Hashem. Before <coughs> Hashem sounds like he has to be in the Azara. So guess what they used to do? They used to say that part, we've already learned this, by the way, guys, uh, we learned it in um, Psachim, that the, the Shar Nikanor was partially not Kadosh. Because the way we handled the Mitzorah's conundrum was we say, stand partially in the gate. In other words, stand just outside the Azara because you're a Tvul Yom. You're a Tvul Yom, and because you're a Tvul Yom, you're, you're allowed to go all the way up until the Azara. The Kohen has to be Lifnei Hashem. That's the conundrum. You have to do this, the purification Lifnei Hashem. But until you do the purification, you're not allowed to enter. So it's a conundrum indeed. How do you fulfill both? Ah, every case, you stand right in the doorway, and the Kohen is standing on the inside, Lifnei Hashem, you're standing on the outside, and he spritzes it on you, and as soon as you've gotten the spritz, you are Torah, and now you can enter. Ah, we solved the Mitzorah's conundrum. LMI, what if that Mitzorah happens to be Balkari? Wah, wah, wah. He can't go in now, and he can't perform this procedure by the Shara Nikanor. What's this incredible halacha? That if it happens to be heir of Pesach, and he has to bring the Korban Pesach, Sure enough, we are going to allow him. Despite the fact that he's a Balkari, we're going to allow him go where tip, no Balkari has gone before. In that particular case, we're going to let him go all the way into, right, the Harabais, where normally he can't, because Hoel Ishtari, Ishtari, because of this concept that once we are saying that you're allowed to enter the Harabais in order to be sprinkled, we're going to allow you, even if you're a, you're a Balkari, in order to perform the mitzvah of the Korban Pesach. So what we're trying to, tomorrow when we pick up, we're going to try to apply that to Yibam as well, this Havamina, that maybe once you're already allowing Yibam, you would also even allow it for an Erva.